episode of 252 with your host, Frank G, Ralphie P, and Kubota Kirk. The only thing that I would miss from doing that, though, is the smell, because I love the smell of cracking open a fresh comic, you know what I mean? Even yeah. even that old smell, I like, that kind of mildewy paper smell. You know, it's funny, too, because um, one of my biggest memories of reading comics was reading it on the stoop. That yeah. was, like, always where I would read, you know, I would go outside my mom's house and get down on the, either right on the front door or on the steps, and we would just set up camp and just read yep, comic stack books. Of comics. The um, the funny because as a collector, that was probably the worst thing you could do for your comics <laughs> because rain or shine, we were out there. Damn right, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and a stiff wind. I remember more, that happening. More than yeah, right. A stiff wind would destroy your comic book collection. <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, man, I remember chasing some comics uh, down into that quad area. <laughs> Don't let it hit the dirt! <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I yeah. guess that's, uh, that goes along some of the memories as, uh, you know, best memories of childhood. It's just those, those, uh, those moments and going into, like, uh, the movies that they're choosing to do now. You know, you got Apocalypse in X-Men um, and I remember when I was reading like Age of Apocalypse and things like that all the apocalypse stories uh, uh-huh. what was it Extinction X-Men Extinction I'm trying to remember all those uh, Extinction Agenda Extinction Agenda yeah that was probably maybe that was like more mid 90s I think early 90s I'm really having a hard time trying to remember right now yeah old man syndrome I got yeah. it yeah but definitely there was that time where, you know, you were reading these stories and you were imagining what they would look like uh-huh. if it was a movie. And now, again, I hate sounding like a broken record. I know the bubble's <laughs> going to pop soon. <laughs> but right now, living in the moment, even uh-huh. if I didn't 100% love X-Men Apocalypse. And Still liked it, though? I, I did. I I liked it because I like the X-Men. But if I wanted to get on a rant and punch holes in it, I mean, I can do that too. Yeah. That's Uh, what we do with the things we love. We punch holes in it. Yeah. Hey, I could punch a thousand holes in Flash Gordon. Do I love it? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I take out a hole punch and just... (laughs) But I still love it. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, if if you guys... uh, Frank, have you seen uh, X-Men? No. Damn. All right, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have to save this one for next week. I mean, I don't mind talking about it, though, and I don't even mind if it gets spoiled. I just don't want to... I just don't want to... I want to be able to talk about it intelligently. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a story, Uncle Curtis. How was (laughs) X-Men? Well, I... I mean, I'll just say the the first two acts were, you know, was good. You know, Act mm-hmm. One, Act Two, you know, introducing Apocalypse, kind of his backstory, where he was coming from, right? Uh, kind of showing the X Men again as a school, okay, and the the way the the prosperity of the school was going. I like that. Um, okay, where you start kind of looking at the continuity issues, yeah. 
between movies to movies, like if you saw X-Men First Class, that took place in the 60s. Um, the X-Men Days of Future Past took place in the 70s. Now this movie's taking place in the 80s, so there's, from the first movie to now the third movie, you have a little over 20-something years, but the actors and the, I mean, everyone looks like Magneto doesn't look 20 years older, you know, yeah. Michael Fassbender. He doesn't look 20 years older. He's looking like he still looked in X-Men First Class. And then when you right. say that, well, this is what, now, if they're in the 80s, 15 years later, he looks like Ian McCullen, and it's like, <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> it's a rough but, 15 uh, years, man. Yeah. yeah, it was like a real rough 15 years. You looked yeah. awesome for the first 20 years, and you, and you were already like 30-something in X-Men First Class. Right. Well, maybe so, it's like uh, like uh, actual Patrick Stewart. Like He still looks the same as he did you know, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, well, one day he, he might wake like, up and look like you know a shriveled-up prune man. We never know. Yeah, he still <laughs> looks boom. like the guy from Excalibur. However, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was watching, um, they, they were having an X weekend, and I, I watched several of the movies, and you could kind of see the corrections that they did on Patrick Stewart's face. Um, you know, they erased some lines and everything in, uh, in a couple of the movies, but it didn't really take too much away from it for me, but, you know, when you're knowing that they did a Robert Downey Jr. from Civil War on his ass. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, man. Well, like, some of that stuff could just be makeup makeup, too, depending on what, how, when yeah, they shot possible. that and what kind of stuff they were using and whatever. Right. Now, they used to hide a lot of that shit before there were computers, too. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we forget, yeah. How soon we forget. Well, but, uh, it's I getting still to wanna... crazy levels now, though, where oh. they're... You know, they're starting to do that regularly where, oh, well, this person can play themselves from 25 years ago. That's no problem at all. Yeah. I expect to play myself uh, 20 years from now. I expect to play myself in the movie from, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It won't be uh, too long before they have the you know, the fully, you know, they won't need the physical body there at all anymore. Like, look, we have enough motion capture shit of you doing your stuff that we can just program up a new, you know, performance from Harrison Ford or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so they right. can make Indiana Jones movies where he's 25 to 75 and they just have to type in the right shit. And yeah. Mm-hmm. But who wants to see that? I mean, I, I, I want to look. I, years from now. Look, <laughs> I, I, I still want to look. <laughs> Who wants to see remakes of the Brady Bunch to the movies? You know, nobody really. That's why they well, stopped but, making those but movies. No, but now it's uh, that was the whole. Idea. Who wants to see a TV show turned into a movie, or who wants to see a remake of an old movie? You know, and now that's like all they do. And they used to remake old movies yeah. too, but they used to wait yeah. thirty, forty years. Yeah, now they're uh, yeah. Now they're just kind of doing. They're like a. For like Spider-Man, for example, now you're rebooting like Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four. Now you're rebooting things that's five years. <laughs> it's old. still in the same decade. Yeah, Come still on. in the same decade. We're rebooting it. Oh <laughs> wow, oh, that was fast. Okay, I'm with the shit. And then you put out some trash, and then you're like, hmm, yeah. I don't know if that was a 
that was the move. <laughs> well, that's like, uh, you know, it's June, so both Marvel and DC both rebooted their universes again. Yeah. And they I, went backwards this time. <laughs> yeah, that, there's that, the, what is it? It's DC Rebirth and Marvel Now. Yeah. Capital uh, N, capital O, capital W, exclamation point, because they're what? serious. <laughs> they're serious this time. They're they mean, at you for sure. Yes, yes, they're serious this time. So Marvel now. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly what all the details are on the Marvel now. Only I see that they seem to be trying to get closer to the movie universe with those. Whereas yeah, DC, okay. D- DC just said, "Oh fuck it," and they went back to pre pre crisis. They're in '86 mode. Like yeah, everybody's uh, back. Hi guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty easy for DC to do it because they already said we have all these Earths anyway, so going back on... They were gone, and then they slowly came back. (laughs) So now now it's inverse crisis is what they should come out with. It blows everything back into space. Oh, man. So then if that's their big bang, you know, and the other thing was the big crunch, then their entire universe's birth and, and rebirth is now a cyclical thing that they can... Yes, it never ends. So they've they've done it. <laughs> they've actually created a full universe. Well, as well they should. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, if the DC storylines weren't convoluted enough, now they're <laughs> <Yeah>. rebooting <laughs> it yet again, resurging it. Um, I, like I, I've said before, that I thought DC was kind of killing it on TV, and they were stumbling in the movies. I mean, uh, outside of Nolan's. Batman, because of course everyone has their love of the original Superman, one and two. Yeah. And then That's Batman eighty nine, right? And Batman Returns to a to a point. Hey, I like Forever, man. I'll go to bat for Batman Forever. Yeah, I like that too. Remember that whole thing we talked about about punching holes and stuff earlier? I mean, I can punch holes to be damned in it, but I still like it. It had some stupid bits in that I'm still not exactly sure what the fuck happens at the end of that movie. You know, <laughs> he, he hits the button and the light thing does something and then some shit yeah. happens and yay, it's over. Okay. like What, what was that power you just Batman displayed? saved both people. The bat lightning that. radar or some fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. But it was before, you know, the next one was when they added rubber nipples. That was that was a, a step too far. And I liked yeah. Batman 66 most of all, but I still didn't like rubber nipples on the bat suit. Yeah. They, you know, that was not I don't, camping. I, that was I don't think, fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't think it was... the For me, the rubber nipples weren't as distracting as when they would turn around and show the butt shots. The butt. <laughs> the molded, sculpted yeah. ass thing. The yeah, sculpted was ass with... Looked like it had a. He was wearing a thong. I don't know. It was. Yeah. I remember getting a chuckle out of it, like when I saw it. I at thought the you were theater. gonna say chubby. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Only for for Batgirl, man. Except she, well, yeah. except she was obviously being like stunt doubled by a thinner girl. <laughs> oh man, yeah, chubby Batgirl. I liked it. She was, hey, she was thin when they hired her. Damn it! Come on. Yeah. That that girl had a rough year at that point. Yeah, that's true. Remember she how like completely hot she was when she first came on the scene, and people were like, "Oh wow!" And that stupid uh, bunch of Aerosmith videos, and then like they made her a star, and she just went. <laughs> yeah, well, we found out she couldn't act. 
Well, yeah. that, that was pretty much it. But hey, she's still hey, alive, yeah. though, unlike her clueless co-star. I know. One, no, one's dead and one's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, yeah. Who we were talking about last week, who Willie D just hey, fucking hey, destroyed. Yeah. She works for Fox News, right? So That's she's, she's going to say what they hand her to say because she's not really smart enough to be doing anything but reading a script because that's her thing, an actress, right? Yeah, she's an actress. I mean, maybe Sometimes I'm wrong I, and she's coming up with all of that stuff on her own, but I have a feeling she's reading a script for a paycheck. Most yeah. likely. But I, I, I think she is coming up with some of her own things and her views are a little bit... Oh, okay. Mm. So she's adding to the mix, like uh, like Raven right. Simone. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> All of these. Uh, yeah, people. Raven Simone. What's what's with her? What is she, what is? Some, some people are acting real weird out there in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, everybody's real going weird. crazy. Well, it's Hollywood. Holly weird. That's true. Like, when were they ever not crazy? I suppose. Yeah, I think with. Um, with of course with Twitter and Instagram and everything, we get more literal snapshots into celebrities' lives that we didn't get before. Yeah. So sure. with that, we get the we get the, a little bit more of the crazy than their publicists would like us to see. Right. So sometimes we're just uh, you know we have to make our own interpretations but because it's this is the information that they're giving us right it's like on those reality shows when they're like oh they edit that up that's not really me and i'm like no that was you you said that i saw you said it (laughs) yo man that shit had a slant to take it out of context yeah you called her a bitch i saw it you called it you called her a motherfucker it did a little bit (laughs) a little bit oh man so what do we do i mean you see Kanye ranting and raving and like a lunatic on Ellen. Oh yeah, some, <laughs> all the clips yeah, of all the dumb shit he had to say. Said, right. Well, I mean, all, he's got all a lot of ideas. They're, they're not any, really any good ideas, but he's got a lot of ideas. Well, that's true. That's true. Oh boy, I, 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 I wish think I Kanye could. is autistic, and nobody has told him. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> well, if he is, it is the best performance in Hollywood. Hands down. Oh, he's he's <laughs> dead. He's down. dead serious. But if you like, take Kanye and frame him differently, he's just Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. He's Black Sheldon. Mm, yeah, there you go. You know, he says ridiculous shit that like doesn't really make a lot of sense, but is also somewhat brilliant on some level. And some people think he's a genius, and some people think he's an asshole. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of the same personality, just you know, yeah. taken to a, a more of an entertainment level. I think that is a very uh, interesting um, observation, and I I uh, approve it. I endorse it. Uh, I think I that dude probably you. is a genius, and he does have musical skills. I just think that he he is one of those dudes that has been told he's awesome since birth, and thus doesn't know how to not be awesome even when he sucks. <laughs> Seriously, but I mean, there was a time when he wasn't on. He thought that he was the best even back then he wasn't on nobody he didn't have an audience but then did he go off the deep end did we make kanye what happened no, i think what? he was already uh, people i know who have talked before he was big and stuff uh, yeah he was already kind of off the deep end okay and i feel like all rappers they have to have that certain persona they put it out there they put it in their music that's what rap is it's the glorification of self very true 
grandstanding self-aggrandizing. Yeah. At least when it's done right. A lot of rap uh, is not like that, and it's not so good. <laughs> oh, if, if you're not talking sure. about yourself in at least one entire song, your album is probably not done yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think all of all of the greats have said how great they are, and at least had it. That's how we knew they were great is because they told us. I'm saying not I, bad meaning bad, yeah. but bad meaning good. <laughs> there guess, it is. <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to blame Muhammad Ali for everything, all of it. I I also. Um, agree with that observation and I endorse that as well. Let's blame Muhammad Ali <laughs> for all the rap. That that's possible. I you never know. And certainly he was an influence on it and numerous for sure at least the fresh prince, right? <laughs> but seriously a bunch of other people I'm sure they they got some other uh, you know, inspiration from the, the lines of Ali or Cassius Clay. Oh, yeah. You don't know no damn Cassius Clay <laughs> You don't know Clay. If Mama named Clay, I would call him Clay. <laughs> oh man, I saw Joe Lewis. Out <laughs> of curiosity, do you think uh, Eddie Murphy is the most quoted person, at least on this show? <laughs> oh, without a doubt. <laughs> Probably so. <yeah. laughs> the most. I have something real quick. Uh, something that I saw on the Very internet. Good. Uh, it was a question posed that if you can get any uh, famous director, or not even you know, famous director, well, let's just say any director to save a franchise, because you know you got a lot of these franchise films, and of course, probably one and two are really good, then three, four, five kind of falls off. So you say, all right, let's get that director to bring him back for the last installment. Which director do you uh, think would be the best at saving what franchise? Well, I'm just going to throw it out there. J.J. Abrams is uh, showing a lot in saving franchises, rebooted or not. But what J.J. Abrams, something that he started, would you feel that he would be best at coming back? Like, obviously... Um, like TV's lost, lost those first couple of seasons were great. Then he left the show, and then arguably the show kind of fell off. Well, it, yeah, and then the the final season that there were so many people that were so upset about that. But if he was to come back to J.J. Abrams was to come back to TV mm -hmm. with a loss retrospective or something like that, could he save those that final season? Uh, interesting. You know what? I'm like a fresh baby when it comes to Lost because uh, all I saw was the first episode. I was not disappointed. And um, then I left the show, never went back to it. And um, I've always been happy with Lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, seeing that great first uh, pilot episode, uh -huh. never watching anything else and saying, yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was great. Now, my, my first two questions would be, one, what happened? Why did you fall off a loss? And two, it's on Netflix. Why don't you just get back on and um, binge watch? Well, like I said, I don't want it ruined because I heard so much 
over the internet, and it's already it's already kind of been ruined because I know everything that happens. Well, not everything. You don't know but everything I know what that happens. happens. All right, I don't know everything that happens, but I know the great, the big strokes of what happened, and um, I, I don't want to dedicate that much of my time to watching it. So, first episode, good. Lost gets an A so far. It never fell off to me. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Frank? What it's a director and movie? Yeah. What what director uh, about, do you think uh, can save about a franchise? Terry Gilliam presents Harry Potter. I think that would be something they should do. Yeah, since they're going to make more of them anyway, he's, he's the, was the Monty Python guy who made Brazil, the Baron Munchausen, uh, Fear and Love in Las Vegas. So yeah, Terry, Terry Gilliam directing Harry Potter movie. Now they have that new. That's not a direct sequel to Harry Potter. What is this? That it's kind of like a, in the vein <coughs> of Harry, Harry Potter. It's it's I don't know. It's a really long name. And it's like it is a sequel, there. but it's a uh, it's a play and not a movie. So because <clears throat> I saw a bunch of people bitching about it today because it has Black Hermione. I saw that too, Wait, but uh, he's, no, I'm I think talking, he's about, talking the, about the, the movie that has the guy that was uh, yeah. who played in the um, the he played. I want to say he was Stephen Hawking. I don't know. He, uh, oh no, what, the theory of everything. The theory of everything. Yeah, was it that that guy? Eddie 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 Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Is Why it, do I know these things that I, I don't know? I history? don't know, but uh, you do. But isn't he doing like a Harry Potter movie something? I remember seeing the uh, did trailer. Did you see the trailer where they're, trailer in, a, they're like, in a bedroom, they open up a box or something, and some magic, yeah, magic shit, happens. shit happens, and then yeah. they're at that railroad station from Harry Potter? Right. So that's why I'm putting it saying it's Harry Potter. I have nothing to back up this. Uh... Yeah, so there's some Harry Potter stuff coming out. I have no idea what it's about. I've never got into Harry Potter, so I've got, yeah. I got nothing. My kids weren't into it. I think I saw the first two movies and I remember not knowing anything about Harry Potter and just thinking this was really long and then that yeah. was it I didn't watch another Harry Potter I didn't watch another <laughs> Harry Potter I movie I did however watch <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> didn't see that <laughs> I didn't see that <laughs> that's why I keep getting murdered on Trivia Crack whenever they ask me a Harry Potter question I'm like uh, Voldemort that's all <laughs> everything Voldemort everything is Voldemort <laughs> everything is Voldemort Alright, see this movie that is it Fantastic Beasts, that movie? Yes, okay, that's yeah. it. There so that's is. some sort of universe based thing. See, so that's what I was pissed off about the, the thing with the play. It's like I don't even you know, I stopped uh, watching Harry Potter movies about the third one, I think. And I, yeah, this is cool, but whatever. And I never bothered to see the rest. And the, um, the books I didn't bother with either because the movies weren't exciting to me. So uh yeah. But then the, anytime somebody says we're done and this is the end of this story and then, you know, they, they make that statement and then they come back later and go, well, except for this and this <laughs> and this. And it's like, fuck yeah. that. Then don't say that just so you get people to all run out and buy your shit because it's a lie. Right. That's 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 like every yeah. person who got fucked up and said, God, I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> you say that until yeah. somebody puts a cocktail in your hand and oh, the chance man. of pussy in your face, yeah. you'll be drinking again. It's true. And that's like every studio who says they're done with something and they, they need... Because studios, the big studios, at most, at the most, they're putting out, what, a dozen movies a year? 
at the most, and that's like a lot of movies. That's that's really crunching them out because they have so many movies and so many different uh, forms of development. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's I'm saying right. from a studio perspective. Okay. Yeah. You got so many things going, so many pots on the. So when something's ready to go, yeah. you push that motherfucker out there, and you put all this, you hang hang all your balls on one movie, and it doesn't do what it's projected to do. And you're <laughs> they like, all put oh. out about forty or fifty movies a year, but most of them are small and quick. You know, there's, there's a, you know, they probably only get ten big ones a year for sure, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the ones that make money. Everything else are passion projects that they're giving the cool people, tied people over to, they can get their next big money franchise out of them. Well, right, but ten pictures that make two million but cost a million. You know, you've made ten million. That's better than a hundred million picture that that makes a hundred and ten million. <laughs> you know, so it's like there's balance there. Yeah, so there sometimes is the, sometimes I'm, I'm, the tonnage on the little pictures pays for those big ones to flop. Not yet. That, it pays for their for their car. It pays for their house. It's not really paying for anything else. Very true. Oh, not man, for the people in it, but for the studios. Yeah, well, no I'm saying the studios are, are getting this money, but then they have to pay out. I would assume... Oh, you haven't seen studio math. I could win the lotto and live quite well off of that. Yeah. Oh, Ten yeah. grand. <laughs> for my years. Mom, the one thing my mom taught me how to do was to uh, stretch, stretch a buck. A buck. <laughs> man. <laughs> Do you see that uh, that thing with Chuck D and Be Real and Rage Against the Machine all mixed together? No, no, that sounds interesting. So is that a Prophets that of a, Rage? And there's people out there going, they shouldn't be able to use the name of a Rage Against the Machine thing. It's like Prophets of Rage was a public enemy that was song. Public when enemy Rage Against song. the Machine were a fucking six-year-old. Uh, thank you. Well, maybe oh, they were fifteen-year-olds like us, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Get your internet right, internet. Come on, do your research. But yeah, it's, you it's gotta, their, their band a, minus their singer, but plus Chuck D and Be Real. So they're, they're playing all three bands' songs kind of mixed together in a big mess of stuff. It's cool. That sounds pretty dope. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Sometimes you got to take um, what people write on the internet. That A lot of the people who are writing things on the internet have mm-hmm. only been alive since the internet has been invented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True that. well, it's, yeah, it's all every the the stuff when people are bitching and complaining always comes to the surface. <laughs> you know, that's the the most obvious for sure. Yeah, Love it. If somebody says something nice, it, it gets buried under a ton of horrible shit. So, oh yeah, man, you could pro- you could probably count on one hand <laughs> a single digit. How many uh, YouTube comments it takes till something gets racist? <laughs> <laughs> Is that like how many uh, it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? If you get to three, yeah, you're lucky. A, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After three, it's like yeah, that's uh, hilarious. It's like uh, it's like one if there's an article from the one of the news stations and you read the comments, it's the same thing. Within three statements, someone will blame Obama for anything, no matter oh what it God. is. Like, dude, hilarious. that that shit existed way before he was even alive. I don't think you can blame him for that. <laughs> I'm saying, thanks, yeah, Obama. They, Tornado they touches down, fucking do. Obama. You know. <laughs> I'm saying. All right, Obama. You had eight years to make a change, and, and nothing changed. That's the worst part is that 
you were upset because he wanted to make a change, and then he had eight years, nothing really changed, and you're upset because nothing changed. Oh, a lot of yeah. shit changed, though. Right. Yeah. If you look at all the shit that changed, there's a lot of shit changed. And plus, even the financial shit, the jobs are up, the fucking stock market went back up, the house it's prices true. went back up. I'm saying, he was he was given a shit sandwich when he, when the reins of the presidency yeah. were handed over. Well, I, I'm talking about they were more worried about um, big changes. Losing, losing their gut, the right to bear arms. Oh. They were more worried, like those changes. That's right. not, I'm sorry, I, I okay. should be well, more yeah, specific. When they were like, you know, chains, they were like, well, you can't take away my, my guns. That's one of the things that they were really... And I say they, meaning just... Yeah. There's a specific group of they. Of course, but they simultaneously were the same people who were like, well, he's a gangster anyway. I'm like, well, if he's a gangster, why would he want to take your gun? <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? That is kind of a gangster thing to do. Take your gun, <laughs> I'm going to use it. <laughs> that, I believe that's the ultimate gangster move. <laughs> I'm taking your shit. I'm going to take your shit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> He'd need yeah, a better suit I mean, for that kind of shit, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would be kind of weird having his uh, message of gangsterism enshrouded in a peace message. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, personally, my life, I flourished under the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. I was not making any money under that Bush administration, I'll tell you that. <laughs> except oh, for man. The, except for, it was two years. It was two years yeah, there, there was a where I got years. lucky. And I was making some money. And then... Um, oh, and then the rug got snatched. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that housing crisis. That housing crisis. Man, you talk about dining the lifestyles of the rich and uh, infamous, boy. You, you should have never gave you niggas no money. <laughs> we was eating good. We was eating good. Driving around nice. 2006, 2007, it was real good. And then I want to say in 2000... I want to say... Uh, 2008 I made $22,000 for the whole year oh yeah it was that bad 2009 all I was was in financial crisis I've been in the recording business for 25 years professionally and more since before that and uh and, and been on tour around the entire country and worked for bands that have platinum records and I've never made more than $25,000 in a year. <laughs> wow. That sounds like a growth industry that you're in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it got in at the exact moment when it completely started to die. <laughs> Damn it. As soon as, as soon as things switched to digital, it took a you know, slow, it took 20 years to completely bottom out, but it still, it did, yeah. It's a useless thing now. Yeah, now someday it might uh, become useful again if this if somebody decides to start you know switching back towards a, you know quality. But as it stands, right. it's not looking like it's going to happen anytime soon. Hey, as long as these hipsters keep buying records, maybe just maybe. Yeah, but the the records around. are being made the same shitty way that the CDs and MP3s are though. So they're oh. slightly better, but they're that's that's you know that's at the end stage. They're being recorded shitty, so it doesn't matter what you do with it after that. Mm. I guess you it's know. a it's, it's like a, if it's I take a dump on your sandwich, but then I take the dump off your sandwich, you still don't <laughs> want to eat that sandwich. <laughs> well, it depends. What's uh what else is on the sandwich? <laughs> what kind of sandwich are we talking, man? Huh? It'd have to be a sloppy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't Otherwise see any notice, remnants. Yeah. <laughs> I just let the just let the sauce just kind of mix in. It's one of those everything. school lunchroom sloppy joes where you're not quite sure what the fuck any of it is. You know what? Fuck you, man. I used to love the school lunch sloppy, sloppy joes Joe. and what are they called? The with the little smokies with the mac and cheese. What was that called? Oh uh, God, those I, can't were, remember I thought those was. were delicious. Yeah, well, and everybody loved Pizza Day. <laughs> Yeah, of course, because we were broke and yeah. we didn't get that kind of shit. <laughs> I was like, the, my pizza is a rectangle and not a triangle. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> it makes it taste too. different. Wait, the school's lunch weren't as bad. I don't know how they are now, but uh, our shit wasn't that bad, really. I, I never thought they were that We bad. didn't even yeah. rag on it that much, usually. I mean, from some... I know. I rag on nothing. That was, high school, that was decent. <laughs> I'm saying. For some of us, meal. that was the best meal we had of the day. Right? Yeah. Know, actually, that's probably true. I, mean, I had I had more plentiful food at home, but it wasn't necessarily in any way healthy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Neither I was remember. the school food when we were eating you know, 800-calorie cinnamon rolls and shit, but fuck oh, it. we were 15. No, it was the best. What about burrito bar day? Oh yeah, that was the best. When 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 they had the roll the burrito bar, you got to make your own burrito. Make your own burrito. Man, yeah. I would put fucking I would put ground beef and chicken. <laughs> ground and chicken and chicken. I'll be like, hey, put some chicken on that. Ground beef, chicken, beans, tomatoes, cheese, lettuce, everything, onion, everything on it. Right. Some cilantro. Some, it'd be a big fat. Burrito, and you take one bite, the whole thing shits out the back. <laughs> you could never have no burrito bar burrito stay a burrito. As soon as you took a bite. It was definitely turning towards, as you got the burrito mostly full, you'd have to then turn over to the salad bar and pack a bunch of, at least a bunch of lettuce on the bottom or some shit to hold it so that when it came out, it yeah. went all shit at once. Well, see, I wasn't an artist then at that time. Yeah, need, I was, I was just hungry. I was hungry, and I was like loaded up. Because I remember I had free lunch all the way to high school, and then after that, I had to start paying for my lunch. And that's oh, when, yeah. that's what shit got. That's, I, I, that's, that's why I was real. so skinny in high school. Because uh-huh. I was I, a dude, buck I, a day, right? A buck a day, man. My mom would give me five dollars a week for lunch. I'm like, Ma, what do you? I, I, I said, cookie and a milk. That's it. And she's like, that's it. You get five bucks. Five bucks on Monday. <laughs> oh, no. And if you can eat either really good on Monday <laughs> and then starve the rest of the week or a buck a day. And I, a buck a day. And yeah. even to this day, fucking 20 years later, a lot of my friends still uh, get me up when we go to pay for something. And they're like, hey, Kurt, man, you want me to cover your tax for you? Because I would always have, <laughs> like, here, I put a, everybody, would, we'd all order together. i throw my buck up. And t- Tommy would always, like, hey, man, you got the tax? I'm like, hey, man, cover my tax. I don't have the seven cents. I got a buck. Oh, God. Yeah. That, thank goodness in high school, I, I had a job in high school, so I was paying for my own. I know my mama wasn't going to pay for nothing. It was either free lunch or you buy it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, what happened to me in high school was we had moved out of the hood <laughs> to That's the right. upper, to the east side, <laughs> to a deluxe apartment <laughs> in the sky. So yeah. we I, all of a sudden, I didn't qualify for free lunch, even though Kuwata Kurt was still broke. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mom had married up, and so... Her economic standings had changed, but she was still giving me five dollars. Like grandma would on your birthday, here you go, here's five dollars. I'm like, I'm 23 years old. <laughs> what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. 
this Wonder birthday card with a five dollar bill in it. I would just be like, "Thank you, Nana." You know, yeah. buy four gallons of gas. Cause yeah, because you could at yeah, that time. That's good times. <laughs> so uh, switching gears completely, going back to the uh, comic book world, uh, has is anybody watching Preacher? The pilot episode. Oh man, it's on my things to do list. Things to do list. Okay. Do. I well, I'm not going to. Part of it. I I didn't okay. I didn't uh, read Preacher like that okay. was one of those I want to say that those one of those books that was that one that was like on the top, shelf top shelf yeah behind it was like well how much is that book four dollar I'm not buying that <laughs> I don't care how good it is how, how much for three pages <laughs> I, but um so I don't really know anything about Preacher and just kind of like when Walking Dead came out I didn't know anything about Walking Dead on the comic book but I want to give it up to AMC as a, as a network that it's taking the chances on these shows and you are getting there's a lot of quality shows like there's there's some oh, yeah. dog shit in there oh yeah but for the most part I mean they're like just hitting it out of the park with their shows yeah they're swinging for the fences and even though Preacher it was only one episode and it was it was a long one too it was like 90 minutes and nice. I, I was getting tired when I was watching it but um I really like those characters. I really like the way the story is going. And I don't know why I didn't know that Seth Rogen had so much to do with it. Him and his writing partner. partner. Oh, right on. Like, they wrote and directed the pilot episode. And they're producers. So they're, like, yeah. all in. That's They were the ones that were trying to get this uh, show on air. And I just remember when um, Seth Rogen did the Green Arrow. No, Green sorry, Hornet. Green Hornet. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking that was going to be garbage. And I mean, I don't know if it still holds up, but I remember when I saw the movie, I was pleasantly, you know, entertained because I wasn't expecting anything from it. Uh-huh. If it still and, holds up, it was like three years ago. It should, it should still be in the same standing. <laughs> I think I think it was old. I think it was nine. a lot. Yeah. I think I think it was that's why they reboot shit that's only five years old, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I think that was quite some time ago, <laughs> three years ago. Um, but yeah, what I was saying with this is, again, not spoiling anything, but just the way that it was written, the actors in it, they're all really talented. And some of the actors that I saw from the um, pilot episode, they do that thing where they, they call it, you know, when they walk between the worlds where you got the, the lead character, um, Dominic Cooper, uh, who plays Jesse, whatever. He's the preacher. He also, uh, for those that recognize him, he played Howard Stark, Tony Stark's father, in Captain America First Avenger, and then he reprised his role as Howard Stark on uh, Agent Carter, the the Peggy Carter TV series. So that's a Marvel, uh, and then he jumped over. Also on Marvel, the girl who plays uh, Tulip was on, she played an Inhuman on um, Agents oh, of Shields. Yeah. And then in his flashback sequence, Preacher's father, the guy, um, well, the, the Preacher, the original Preacher, uh, he plays uh, Victor Freeze on Gotham. Oh, wow. This show is only things that are interesting to us. <laughs> That's right. Damn right. Well, if you happen, if you happen to be entertained by what we're talking about, that's just a bonus for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. 
the Venn so, yeah. diagram of what we like and what you like, they could intersect. <laughs> maybe they don't. I just looked at the stats the other day. You know, we're, for the last maybe, like, probably about since we started the year-by-year year thing, we're, we're, you know where we're the most popular? Well, uh, what's that? This, this little spot in the U.K., Awesome. I, I don't know who, whoever you are that's listening. How's it going? You know, <laughs> good to have you listening right. there. It sounds like obviously there's a, either one person downloading it several hundred times from different computers or several hundred people in one small area that awesome. are checking it out. Hey, we're big in the UK. And you thought I was never going to be nothing, Ma. <laughs> Somebody told his friends, I guess. That's because of the deal. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Also, also, you know, Fairfield and, and Detroit area and stuff. But uh, but the, the top one right now was in the UK. It's holy shit. Okay. Awesome. Actually, it was I was like, where's this? And I had to look it up because it was like a small spot. <laughs> so, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one isolated area. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I'm saying, ladies, send us pictures of yourselves. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> Like there's ladies listening. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what, that would be probably the the most shocking thing of all to find out we have female listeners. I oh, know, right? For real? Well, there's got to be a few, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nerd's dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of nerd chasing girls out there now. Come on. This is true. Yeah, we're we're yeah. too old for them, but there's a lot. We're of way yeah. Too. We, we just, well, yeah. we we completely missed that whole. Uh, I'm saying, man. So, uh, the 86 show, we'll have to have you know a whole week for that, just because we need to have a special amount of time to talk about such important things as opening Al Capone's vault and handing oh across God, America. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this. Opening Al Capone's vault. I just want to say real quick, snapshot. I remember being at home. My mom was watching. Uh, everybody was watching. Everybody the na- was, the yeah, nation I was, was watching. watching. I remember, and then and Dice so uh, eloquently puts it in one of his stand-up bits. Yeah. Everybody's waiting for Geraldo Rivera to go ahead. I remember being in like this. There was like a cave, and yeah. I remember all this dust, dust. around, and he was Did going he? through. The camera was all shaky, and the lighting was all bouncing off. It's so exciting. We're about to open up Al Capone's <laughs> vault, and they open it. You talk about the biggest. <laughs> It was like a six-night event or something like that. It was like they just kept with all this. They were just building it up, building it up, building it up. They opened this fucking door, and there was a dick in there. There was a chair. I remember that. It was a waste. That was the biggest waste of time. It was like, can somebody please punch him in the face again so we can get some ratings? (laughs) That was before he got punched in the face. That was like the beginning of the, uh, the modern Geraldo. Yeah. Before that, he was actually on like 2020 giving somewhat investigative stories. But after he did right. that, that was his in- syndicated special. Yeah. And from then and, on, and he you know became what? Geraldo. Yeah. And I actually like him when, um, was it Desert Storm? Or was it the... Uh, Desert Shield? Or, yeah, when, when he started <clears throat> being a, um, a war correspondent. Oh right, because he, oh, he was because yeah, because yeah, you he remember Geraldo would he would go to the to and that was like because he was actually a name because uh, of course there were other correspondents and like nobody knew about them and it was like all right you can go like actually Anderson Cooper was one who ended up being somebody later yeah that's right but 
Yeah, it was like, yeah, send Anderson. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but Geraldo was like, yeah, I'll go. And it's like, dude, this is a real war. Like, they're going to shoot at you. And not like, yeah. who was the guy who said he was under fire? And they... Was that Jennings? Was that Brian Jennings? Peter oh, Jennings. that, that Peter guy. Jennings. No, Brian, Whoever. what's his face? Yeah. Well, I, I just remember... Brian I mean, Williams. You, sometimes you have that, that second wind energy where you oh, want yeah. to do a little something. It is a false energy. It is a false energy because then when you pass out, but then, I mean, I love the kids, but sometimes in the summer, it's like the things that I hear no matter what is the, is the shh, shh, dad's trying to sleep. I hear that more than whatever they was doing that, was, that made noise in the first place. I'm here all that shh, shh, dad's trying to sleep. It's like you got to stay in that right by the fucking door. Can you... Go downstairs. Damn, do you remember uh, having uh, friends whose dads work nights yes. and having to be quiet yes. in the house? And then you and always were quiet for a time and then yeah. we're and then kids and then yeah. you start doing your thing. Yeah. And then somebody's mom comes in with the wild look in her eye. Your father is trying to sleep. Oh, yeah. like, Shit, my bad. Let's take the pterodrome outside. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I never knew I was going to turn into that guy. Oh yeah, like, you like pops from uh, yeah. house party. Yeah, I, I, there came a time where it's like I am the father in all those old teen movies. And it's like, yeah, you damn kids, <laughs> quiet. All right, welcome to Two Fifty Two News and Review. That's Cool Water Kurt. I'm Ralphie D. This is where we talk about what happened this week, as well as the week, maybe the seventies, eighties, nineties, or whatever week we care about. All right, Harp, so what do we have on the table this week? All right, looks like uh, June 6th through 12th, 2016, Hillary Clinton, first female politician that claimed the Democratic presidential nomination on Tuesday night. Now, uh, after the decisive victories in California, New Jersey, and New Mexico primaries, she quickly appealed to supporters uh, of Senator Bernie Sanders, which is crazy. Well, the one thing I want to say about that, I mean, not... Not getting completely political, but just, I mean, living in, in well, the world I that mean, we're living in now, it's what we've to actually have a female uh, nominee for president, mm -hmm. that's a big thing. It's and about I'm, time. You know, it's not going to ask, like, is who are you voting for? Nah. You know, but, um, I mean, you do, do you know who you're going to vote for in November? Well, I know who I'm not going to vote for. <laughs> How about that? Well, I have a, uh, actually, this is a, a 252 exclusive. Uh, one thing that I want to share What's that? is... Um, my entire life, you know what? I've I've never actually voted. What? I've never voted. I thought um, you voted for Clinton when we were in high school. You know, I tell people that I vote because I feel voting is it's a right, it's a privilege. As an American, you should vote. You need to vote. Um, I don't vote. Okay. Well, you know that's your right as an American too. <laughs> it is. It is. But I like to tell I like to tell people that I vote. <laughs> All right. Well, that just makes you a liar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm a patriotic right. liar. <laughs> a patriotic liar. <laughs> uh, movies released this week. It looks yeah. like uh, we got uh, Warcraft I came out, and um, <laughs> and now you see me too <laughs> again. Mm. Yeah, the the sequel we were not waiting for. I, I heard something really clever. Someone said, uh, "Why did they not call this movie Now You Don't?" Why? Because the first <laughs> one was called Now You See Me. Now you don't. You know what I mean? Ah, that would have made more. That would have made <laughs> right? more sense. That would have made more sense. Um, yeah, this is really one of those sequels that came out, and I don't really, I don't 
know if now you see me with the first month one made a, a bunch of money to it, it did it, really, made, it made good money it made good money so that's the reason so it's basically the cash cow yeah they made money for me even though i walked out so they got all their money okay and then um warcraft so far what i'm hearing about it not not everything stellar never watched uh i'm sorry never played the game right i wasn't into it it looked like something I'd be into, but I just never got rode that wave. Yeah, ever, well, no, I, I know PMC was a big fan of it. I, I right. never played. And it just goes again yeah. to show the, um, ah, we're really missing the boat with video games turned movies. Uh, right. We haven't been able to really get a steady stream of those going. Uh, I have my hopes for Assassin's Creed. Um, oh, yeah. mm, well, but, we'll see, but we'll I mean, see. that Warcraft, man. I mean, I hate to pass judgment already, but I, I saw the trailers back like months ago, like when they were yeah. uh, during Star Wars. Yeah, didn't look good. <laughs> I look good. I thought it was I thought it was interesting, but I think it got, and I I could be wrong on this, but I think it got like twenty nine percent on um, Rotten Tomatoes. tomatoes yeah. So uh, that's that's the Bible that I go by, the Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, usually they're they're pretty accurate when it comes to uh, stuff that I want to see. Yeah. But that being said. Um, <clears throat> The CGI on the movie just looked unfinished, and it was just like too much. I can't. I, I don't want to do another CGI fest. I love yeah. video games, but watching them on a big screen, no, thank you. Yeah. So, what about top songs? All right. Looks like "One Dance" by Drake featuring Wiz Kid and Kyla. What is that? What are any of those words I just said? I have no idea what that is. Well, I know. I know Drake. Uh, I remember he was really good when the Toronto when Toronto was in the playoffs. Oh, he, that's right. Yeah. He was pushing that album. He was yeah. out there clapping. Right. And um, you know that View album, I guess, is doing good. Uh huh. Well, it looks like number two is Panda by Designer with two eyes. Yeah, I don't know them. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll skip that. <laughs> Can't stop the feeling by Justin Timberlake. Is this a remake of the '70s song? <laughs> you know what? I did hear this one on the radio today. I didn't uh, know it was Justin Timberlake until they okay. said at the end. So this must be, you know, it must be hot, or I'm just really behind him on my music. Maybe, maybe. Uh, rounding it out, number four, "Work from Home." I do like that "Work from Home." I don't by know what that is. Oh, oh, yeah. featuring Ty. Work, work, work. Yeah, that one. That's a good one. Nothing. That's a good one, man. I All like right. that fifth harmony. I'll look it up. And last but not least, don't let me down. The Chainsmokers featuring Daya. Is it Daya or Daya? I think it's Daya. All right, so you don't Daya. know anything about the song either. Mm. All right, two old guys talking about current music. <laughs> don't know nothing about it. Let's skip that and go straight to the NBA Finals. NBA Finals, we have the Golden State Warriors with a 73-9 and record going up against the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. with the 57-25 and record. Golden State has them three to one, and the finals, yeah, they're they saying that this is this is pretty much it for LeBron. This is mm -hmm. it for the Cavaliers. Right. Um, it could be. You never know, though. I mean, all it's about momentum. These games going from one to the other, and I thought that Cleveland had momentum going into Game Three, and uh, or coming out of Game Three, going yeah. into Game Four, and it looks like they kind of lost it at the end because wow, that Golden State—they're a second-half team. They are. Yeah. They're good. They're and good. I, I just um, just to just to um, see the way that they're coming out and how they're firing all cylinders. Oh, it's yeah. just like. It's reminiscent of that um, 
96 squad. So with oh, that yeah. being said, hey, all right. let's go ahead and ramp it up to 88 miles an hour and turn back the clock and see what happened in this week in 1996. That was a good year for me. I liked 96. <laughs> I mean, I got the, no reasons. I just <laughs> liked 96. Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, Bill Clinton was the president. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were listening to The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Love that song. Uh, Stealing Beauty, was, uh, directed by Bernardo Bertolini. Bertolucci? Bertolucci? I don't know. I, I, I remember that with Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler, that's that right. Was, I remember the, the yeah, previews. And apparently, that. it was the most uh, viewed movie released in 90, uh, 1996. Really? Which that's what it said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are you calling this information from? Is this coming from uh, Wiki? This is coming what? from the internet. Okay, All right. Which did not exist in '96, kids. No. <laughs> so yeah, well, it did. Well, I think it, it did. did it. I didn't have it. I wasn't on. I didn't have the internet. Um. So what do we got? Oh, the Runaway Jury by John Grisham. Uh, has that been a movie yet? That's just been a, I can't remember book, if right? that one was a movie, but I remember John Grisham, a lot of his, like, oh, yeah. his I saw The Client, movies. I yeah. saw, what was it, Rainmaker? Yeah. So there was a lot of those. A lot of, a lot of uh, books turned was movies that, about uh, Was that John Grisham, the one with the, and I hope they burn it hell, which one was that? <laughs> oh, with Sam Jackson, that yeah. was, uh, oh, God, I'm having a senior moment. Here. I'm saying it was um, Sandra Bullock, um, yeah. uh, what was the other guy, McConaughey, McConaughey. yeah. Sam Jackson in yeah. dot dot dot. Yeah. All right. Well, what else was? Oh, what was released that week? The Rock. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go down and say that The Rock is one of uh, Nicolas Cage's best performances ever. Oh, yeah. You got him with Sean Connery yes. wrapped around in a Michael Bay movie when Michael Bay movies were Michael Bay movies. Yeah. Well said. Um, the Rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, what else can you say about it? It's got some great uh, quotes in it. Uh, fast cars. Uh, who was the uh, who was Nick Cage's woman in that? What was her name? I can't. Oh, remember. it was the. Uh, I want to say Vanessa Marcel. Yeah, Vanessa Marcel. Very yeah. good. Of nine hundred two one zero. Probably. <laughs> I think. And um, all I can say is, uh, what does it say? Losers whine about what they can and can't do. Winners go, go home, home and, and fuck, fuck the, the prom, prom queen. queen. Yeah, that's a great quote. Don't use it, but a great quote. Uh, the Phantom was a uh, Baldwin in that. No, no, that was uh, uh, Billy Zane. Oh, that's right. Purple that's suit. Purple suit. Damn it! Yeah. I, I had such high hopes for that movie. High so. hopes for that. That was again one of our comic book movies. Yeah. Comic book turned movies. Actually, yeah. that was more of a comic show. Yeah. It was a comic strip series, but also a comic book by it. I'm, I'm, I'm hating myself because I can't think of yeah. We actually saw him at one of our conventions, the creator. Yeah. Really good stuff. So, top songs. Top songs. Number one, we have Los Del Rios, The Macarena. Yes, I still do that. The, the Macarena. You still do The Macarena. <laughs> uh, what else we got? We have Mariah Carey and Boys to Men, One Sweet Day. Gosh. Great song. Uh, Celine Dion, Because You Loved Me, The Tony Rich Project, Nobody Knows, yes. and Mariah Carey, Always Be My Baby. Man, all great songs. I know these songs. The other songs, I don't know those songs. It's like I took a time warp and I don't know what's going on in the future. But I know this past stuff. That's a good, great stuff. And uh, speaking of time warp, 
bringing it all the way home with the NBA Finals, 1996. Yes. You have the Seattle Supersonics going up against the Chicago Bulls. Yes, yes. Supersonics. Almost like they don't exist anymore. Yeah, well, yeah they, they don't. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> they're, the, they're the thunder now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Bulls had that 72-10 and 10 record, which was, well, until this year, until it this was year. a record. It was the record until the Golden State Warriors. But can the Golden State Warriors close out and win like the Bulls did in four? Right. Was it? Yeah, I believe it was four. And um, it was no, no, four to two. Oh, four to two. Okay, my bad. They went seven. Michael Jordan, of course, winning the MVP. Actually, that's six. (laughs) Four games to two. That's that's the best of seven. It's the best of seven, but But they didn't go seven. They didn't go seven. They didn't go seven. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right. So with that lapse in math, we are going to uh, wrap it up until next week or next time, whatever that time will be. You will for, see. For 252 News and Review, I'm Kuwata Kirk. This is Robbie D. Thank <laughs> you. Sign it off. <laughs>
Ah, ah, daughter, pull yourself together. 